We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Backliners Podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual. Uh, pretty exciting week of Smite games. Um, unfortunately, uh, I will let you all know that this will probably be a shorter podcast episode. Um, I am finally feeling better from being sick, uh, but I am in the middle of changing uh ADHD medication and my brain is getting absolutely crushed and I'm getting uh, a lot of physical symptoms from changing medicine, which is uh, no fun. So um, we're going to do our best because uh, we in a, we really didn't want to skip this week. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. You know, what else uh, What else could you possibly ask for? Uh, but yeah, that d- low. take your already low expectations. Um, and lower them. And lower them. Maybe two or to raise four. raise them. You could raise them if you don't want them to be met. Um, yeah. That's up to you. Yeah, my issue's not as big as aggro's, but I had some lunch today and I have been pooping my brains out since then, so... Uh, Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, yeah. It's gonna, be, <laughs> it's gonna be... That's gonna be the type of episode we've... Uh, We've got going on. Um, my tummy hurts. My my tummy hurts. I feel that. Um, okay. Uh, Masters started this last week, um, and there were a ton of games. My God. I'm looking at this like schedule uh, page to remind myself of all of them, as I typically do, and there was a lot of Smite that got played. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of it because we were either scrimming or prepping. And like here's the messed the up thing, games. Barry. Uh, I did um, oh, that is very watch like almost all. Not all. I'd say I watched like seventy five percent of the games. Um, oh, yeah, which was a lot of them. Um, and uh, I'm not gonna remember like any of them right now, unfortunately. Um, but the early the early matches, uh, I think. Uh, went generally the way that we expected. I guess Thursday, the, the biggest match um, was Hex Mambo up against the Valhalla Valkyries. That is Johnny's team and Hex Mambo up against uh, Sam for Soccer's team in the Valhalla Valkyries. And, uh, you know, obviously expected pretty big things from both of these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't think we're going to go match by match or anything like that, but certainly Hex Mambo are the story uh, of the tournament. They look really good. Potentially. They look very good. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, What did you see from 
Hex Mambo, like, in general, this tournament, I suppose? Uh, I mean, a lot of just Johnny hard carrying, kind of regardless of the map state and what was going on. I mean, the first game that comes to mind is that Kali game where they die at, like, level 2 in mid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was against Snoopy. Yeah, it was, it was Snoopy's glad. Yep. Um, but, I mean, also, late game, I think that draft from top to bottom just struggles against Kali. Mm-hmm. And also, I think Snoopy is a little crazy for 10th picking Ishell into that comp. He was kind of going off, though. Uh, yeah, I just feel like, like eventually you get to a point where your character is literally useless against a Kali. Like, you cannot peel yourself. You cannot live through the Kali. If the Kali wants you dead, you're going to die. And then yeah. I think they had like a Shiva, Erlong, Marty. So like all of those gods just literally get eaten alive by Kali. Yes. Um, but I mean, they they just looked really good top to bottom macro wise as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's something Johnny's teams have always been good at is setting a slower pace of king or slower pace of game, kind of like the Kings, where you if you're playing them you kind of feel like there's not many plays to make on the map even though you want to be pressuring it's like okay let's get let's invade purple and then it's like okay they've already dropped it okay let's go for the next one then like okay they're trading blue this time and it just feels like you're not able to like actually get on the map and start making plays and we saw that later in the tournament um when they played against warriors which is probably one of the most aggressive teams we've Mm -hmm. ever seen um and it was a very low kill game for a vast majority of the game. Yeah. Um, and if you're slowing down a team like Warriors, I think that is a very big statement. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Mambo, um, you know, winning the qualification portion, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. and then getting to that matchup against the Oni Warriors and having as close of a match as most of the SPL teams. Um, is is really impressive they they could have mm-hmm. won game one um if i remember correctly but yeah spudio slightly misplayed the end i think yeah um i think he just should have always i mean it's so like hindsight to even talk sure. about it but uh if he just stayed on the side and just kept autoing forward and then they also grouped up for aoe autos but uh i mean there's a there's a point to talking about it but also as a professional player the amount of times that you practice a high-intensity end is basically never. Right. Um, in scrims, most of the time when you're ending, the games are just a very clean end. You're just kind of walking, and then you're just ending the game. Like, they either, right. like, throw on, like, a Phoenix defense or throw somewhere else, and it's not really, like, a a situation where a lot of minor things can win or lose you the game, and unfortunately, that was just one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Titan reset, and... Uh, I think it was like one or two auto attacks that Spudio could have gotten off if the Titan didn't reset or if he just stood on the side. Um, yeah, I was I was still, regardless, very uh, very impressed with how Warriors played. Or uh, Mamba played. Yeah, Mamba played great. Um, Johnny, obviously, the the star of the team. But um, mm-hmm. Cozy or Kazi, Kazix, yeah, I forget it, uh, how he prefers his name to be pronounced. Sorry about that. Um he played great. Uh, I thought, um, I think that he, in that warrior, his warrior set was his worst set. Um, mm-hmm. but 
you know, that team's it's hard undefeated. to look good as a support versus Warriors. Yeah, like that team's undefeated. So, uh, mm-hmm. what you can't, it, it's really hard to hold that against him. Um, I really felt like it, it a lot of times when I was watching Mambo, uh, that it was Kazakhs and Johnny, uh, and then three players who weren't making mistakes, but also, uh, weren't asked to do a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and that those two Which... were kind of 2v5, uh, in a pretty impressive way. Yeah, which I feel like is a pretty good uh, team comp overall of players, where you have two people that want the game to be played around them, or that are most likely going to be in the play that you're making, and then you have all the other facilitator-style players that are just kind of there, um, mm-hmm. following up on the plays that are being made. Because I feel like sometimes if you have too many people making plays, it's like, okay, which play do we want to go for, especially in the team fight? And their team fights just look very uh, cohesive as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it was hard not to to be impressed with um, with X Mambo. I thought I think they played great. Um, I do think that they teams like that get a really big advantage um, from mm-hmm. being SEC in a different region, um, in that their play style is unique, and I do think fairly exploitable uh with enough time to work against it um i think when you think back to last year's hex mambo team which i think was pretty undeniably stronger than this iteration um Mm -hmm. and when you guys were getting set up to play them at worlds they had a great qualification run everyone Mm -hmm. was saying they were really good the the talk of the town was that they were gonna upset you guys and i felt like i was one of the few people being like, I'm pretty sure that they are going to get absolutely rolled um, mm-hmm. because this, this strategy feels really exploitable to me and you guys absolutely rolled them. Um, and I don't think that the, they played significantly differently than um, that strategy at, at worlds, but it got them to the quarterfinals at worlds for a reason. Like they are really yep. good at it uh, and they will not mess up their strategy. You have to actively beat them, um, which is very rare for sec teams. I feel like sec teams beat themselves a lot of the time. Uh, that team Agreed. does not. Uh, and they will all also beat you if you do nothing. Um, so and also, I yeah. think the style of gods they want to draft uh, are slightly different. Cause I, yeah, they don't have zeros I, in men. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's just different. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the, the pacing is different. The style of gods they want to play. The style of game they want to play. And when you're an SPL team uh, playing it's the same style a lot... Not to say like everyone's style is kind of like meshed together, but you kind of forget how to play against uh, a team that's not on the top eight. And... I think right now, I feel like there's not much difference mechanically between the top players anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel I felt that way for a few years now. So I think if a meta is open to where you can have an individual game plan that suits your players and it works on the meta, I kind of feel like any team can be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, which, in my opinion, is a very well-designed, balanced meta, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh... It was, it was fun to watch. I thought the games were generally um, really, you know, there were a lot of 2-0s, but I felt like the meta as a spectator was really solid. Um, mm-hmm. th- there were a lot of 
different styles being played. Um, there were comebacks, there were snowballs. Um, the pick variety was pretty solid. Um, I think from a meta, you know, not knowing what the meta is going to look like for a big tournament like this, um, I was uh, pretty happy with it. Um, yeah, I will say, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter since we're out of the tournament now, um, but every team that we scrimmed was literally playing different things uh, mm -hmm. coming into this week. Um, so you got a lot of different tastes and a lot of different styles of teams kind of exploring different picks. Like, we were playing a lot of, like, hyper-aggressive stuff, like mage adcs with like assassin mids and exploring that style mm -hmm. that was kind of the majority of what we practiced honestly was uh mage adc and uh assassin mid it's mm -hmm. kind of like the very run it down style um, a few other teams were kind of matching that um but i think we we were doing really good with it until like the later part of the week where we scrimmed teams that were like able to slow it down mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, talk to me about uh, about your setup against the Hounds. Obviously, um, doesn't doesn't go your way, but how did mm -hmm. uh, you feel like as that set was going? Uh, well, I felt very targeted. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they well their ban surprised us, or at least they surprised me. I didn't expect them to ban Oleron Yumoja Afro. Yeah, um, which were kind of the key components of our comp that we were going for and a lot of teams weren't even practicing afro so it was kind of surprising that they banned it uh same with Olerun, um because we were the only team that we were scrimming that was playing Olerun, mm. um to like a lot of success so once they banned those three i was like okay we might need to like shift this up a little bit and then game one we played a more traditional style um we tried the izanami but Unfortunately, uh, there was a Hevo in the duo jungle for the first uh, 15 minutes of the game. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't really uh, get anything going as a Zanami. I could just kind of like, I listened to the calls of like, Vinner Scream saying he's in duo jungle. And I'm like, all right, I'm back enough. And like, as an Zanami, that feels really bad to not be able to utilize your pressure for like shield camps or to like poke the enemy tower down or to play for purples. I was just constantly having to back up. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm just an Izanami mid to late game in a non-crit meta which kind of just feels bad mm -hmm. i went boomerang because they had a hebo so i was like trying to kill the hebo but it wasn't really ever working out i don't think we really had a lot of team fights either game one um we were just kind of yep. like passively getting more and more behind mm -hmm. and i think oath had a really good performance on hebo game one um so we lost game one and then game two uh we they still banned the same stuff, so we were like, okay, let's just play the soul this time and play an assassin mid and see if we can, like, semi-play our style, but, like, kind of a worse version of our style because Oleron seemed a lot better for pressure than soul does. Mm -hmm. um, Soul's build just doesn't feel that great right now because you can't really ever kill frontline as a soul right now. Um, you can passively, like, poke each other down, which is why I was going death toll because um, I was going to go death, death embrace late game mm -hmm. or sell it. Um, and you can't die to their front line, which if you're not dying to the front line right now in this meta, uh, it's really good. We were, we were finding out. So I was right. basically playing to draw out the team fights against me and Ducky. Basically it's like, it was like a one V one me and Ducky. Right. And then there was another four V four happening over here. Sure. Um, so basically I also thought that Terra and Ganesh were really good into the style that we were playing mm. and they got both supports. So that was really unfortunate for us because it's kind of like 
counters obviously full dive like Terran Ganesh are really good into that right um and then game two we just I it kind of felt like well we also didn't practice uh Haddix's Thor too much mm. I mean obviously like he can play it at an extremely high level but I don't think we ever really picked it in scrims um but we wanted to try it just for like a full dive style comp with like double assassin a Kuzumbo, and a Thor mm -hmm. um just something very aggressive very divey but obviously, when you're playing into a Ganesh, uh, there's just it. It takes a lot to get a team fight going, right? Uh, and kill like both backliners. And then when they picked the AMC, I was pretty confident that our dive could succeed. But I don't think we ever really had like the the perfect dive opportunity or like the perfect team fight where enough of us stayed alive to get an objective or like really get a lot of control of the map. Um, I think we had like a two or three K lead, if I remember correctly, in game two. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that, maybe that was game one. Um, but we couldn't transition it over into more of a lead because uh, game two, I just I just could never kill Ducky. I mean, that's not really my job in the team fights to kill Ducky, but um, I just could never really like make a big enough dent. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of just our style of game didn't really work. Um, obviously, as well as the den scrims, and on top of that. I think their bands were really good against mm -hmm. us. Um, obviously, we didn't scrim them for a long time sure. uh, going into the tournament, but uh, just very unfortunate that they basically like perfectly banned us out. And then game one, they also banned Chablanc, CERN. They picked Hachi and banned Ola, which were like uh, a lot of my top ADCs for like pressure. So I had to kind of go down to the Izanami, but I didn't really mind because I think we were playing Ganesha at that game. So like, obviously, you just want your Ganesha to get through laning phase and... Uh, get pressure on the map right um but we were we were winning the 2v2s but it's just a, it was just a 3v2 on that side of the map mm -hmm. um yeah uh overall uh we also i don't think we had like the best individual performance across the board um and yeah it was just kind of unfortunate timing unfortunate that i mad it didn't work out but it's fine yeah it's how it goes you know and um yep. in that type of position for sure um Okay, before we uh, move on to the next set, got to let you know about our one of our newest sponsors to the show, which is, of course, Oakley. Uh, you get to express your style and build a look that's made for you. They're changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities, whether, they, whether you run, golf, train, or just want to look like some of your favorite athletes like Lamar Jackson, Debo Samuel, Aaron Jones, or Justin Jefferson, or Mbappe, uh, then all you got to do is just get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Uh, they're suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self, an expression of your personality. There's much more than meets the eye. And here on this show, we are all about look good, play good. And that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. Uh, it's officially almost summer, which means you got to listen up and you have to upgrade your sunglass game now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. They offer something called Prism Lens Technology, uh, which is pretty sweet. And you might be asking yourself, what is that? Well, it's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. If you want to know more, and I know you do, head on over to oakley.com and do your own research on that. And while you're there, get your pair, you get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you 
Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. So head on over to oakley.com for more information today. Big shout outs to Oakley as always. Um, well done. Thank you very much. Um, okay, yeah, I wanted to talk about a couple more teams. Um, the Camelot Kings uh, get 2 0 and are immediately um, out of the tournament. The Jade Dragons beat them um, in two, not stomps um but convincing i would say Mm -hmm. uh games what uh were you surprised um by this set because you and i have both been on the jade doomer train recently but um thought they looked pretty (laughs) solid uh yeah i think the mid trio of dragons played way more cohesive and way better than they have the entire split yeah, hundred percent agree. They looked so good. Uh, this was by far Darda's last and PBM's best individual individual performance and performance together. I think all three of them were hard carrying um, the entire time, basically. Um, I think Kings were kind of like us, where they didn't have the perfect read on the meta, um, and like I don't, I don't think on her is like that great right now. Um, he, he seems kind of good in scrims, but you need, like, a lead. And I also think on her in teamfights, sometimes you just do not have the on her teamfight. Like, yep. you get your jump forced, and you're just playing bad, um, mm-hmm. basically. And you're just forced into a bad spot. And I also think Dardes had really good picks. Uh, I think the Hell was really good. I think the Chablanc was really good. Um, I think I, I like Lass's pick. I think he played Nim. I don't remember that he has other pick. Maybe like Sirket. Oh, Alkong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Alkong's really good right now as well. It it allows for the double hunter and mage in the jungle, which I think is really good right now. Yep. In this in this on this patch. Um yeah, I, I think across the board I think they just played really good. Uh very cohesive. I think Kings did not have the greatest performance. Um I think Twig kind of got out jungled. Um which, I mean, Twig's been hard on himself anyways, and I think we've been hard on Twig as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's Twig's best individual performance, um, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think the front line of Kings didn't have the tournament performance that they normally have between Genetics and uh, and Harry. Uh, I do think Genetics had, like, insanely good walls on Terra. Like, mm-hmm. prime time, like, yeah, montage-worthy walls. Ones, yeah. uh, but there was a few team fights. Being forced, I remember one at the very end where they tried to all in Dardes in mid off of like a Terra stun or like a Terra root and ended up losing the fight off of it. Not saying that's completely genetics fault, but normally their initiations go really good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, over, overall, I think Dragons played insanely well, and I think uh, Kings played a bit under where they are or were. Yeah, uh, I generally agree with all that. Um, if the Dragons play like that, uh, they can mm-hmm. beat the Warriors this weekend. Um, oh, yeah. Also, a PVM's Atlas really good. Yes. Uh, we didn't see a lot of Atlas in scrims kind of the entire time, uh, but his Atlas was clean. Yep. Uh, there was, also, I do think Kings were kind of trolling. There was one team fight where Yarkor just marinated in it. He just <laughs> stood in the Atlas loaded fire giant. I was like, he is like just stewing in it. Like, he's just getting flushed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? Yeah, I know what you're thinking about right now. That's uh. <laughs> That that's for sure. Um, I'm a little nauseous. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm right there with you on that. <laughs> um, 
yeah, overall very impressed with the dragons. Um, I would say on this, if 100% is the Kings played perfectly, but the dragons still won and 0% is the dragons played so bad, but the Kings played worse and lost the set mm-hmm. by themselves. I would say it was, uh, 65%, maybe even 70% dragons playing well, 30% yep. Kings playing poorly. Um, I agree. which is not, which is like, sounds more dramatic than it is. Maybe, I don't know. It, it was impressive from the dragons. Uh, Kings just didn't have a great set and that's kind of the way it goes. Um, I did not get a chance to watch the Leviathan's ferryman set, um, at all. I don't know if you, you did, but the ferryman beat the Leviathan's 2-0 and it seems like, uh, just based on the score lines here that it was pretty, again, pretty, pretty convincing. 29 minutes, uh, 11 to three in kills and then 32 minutes, 13 to eight. So maybe this game two was a little bit closer, but it seemed like game one was, uh, was pretty in hand there for the ferryman. Did you watch the set? Did Baskin play Thor both games? He played Thor game one and Thor game two. So yes. Yeah, uh, I think his Thor is just a little diffy right now. Yep. I don't think you really be giving that guy Thor. I think Thor solo is cracked right now with yep. the spikes, Glad Shield, Bluestone. I don't know if you have to go Bluestone or not. Um, yep. But that guy just does so much damage to backliners right now. Yep. Um, and I. I also think that the counter dive style of play that Aurora is playing as well is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Leviathans are playing that bad, but uh, also <laughs> funny to me. Steve tweeted a while back. He was like, "I'm one of the few ADCs that doesn't need pressure," and then you pick Soul. Yeah, both games. So yep. I was I was having a nice chuckle to myself about that, <laughs> um, but I. <laughs> I don't think Steve is the biggest soul player. I kind of think he was just playing it to like allow their team comp to function better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying Steve's like the reason he lost or anything like that. Sure. Um, yeah, I I think that Leviathans didn't have the normal tournament Leviathans that we expect. Um, unfortunately, I do think that team is still really good, but Ferrymen are just getting better as they mesh further together and i think also this team at tournament time they never really play like pressure they just kind of play to like harass you on the objective or steal an objective Mm -hmm. and i think aurora's ganesh is like just clean like he there was one team fight where or there was one game where nothing happened for like 19 minutes yeah and then aurora opened the team fight with a triple ganeshal oh yeah i even made uh he made he got a triple ganeshal at pyro he got a triple Ganesh ult at Solo Phoenix, and then he got a triple Ganesh ult at Duo Phoenix. And when your support's initiating fights on both backliners with a Ganesh ult and hitting them every single team fight, your dive is so easy. It's so easy. Kind of Jeff um, Hinla-esque on the, on the Ganesh there. Yeah, the Duo Phoenix, like, he literally hit Zap on the left side, Shinto on the right side, and then Ronnie, I think, like, top middle. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just a GG for the team fight. Like, that makes... Uh, Thor's dive so easy. It also puts a lot of pressure on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think their style of counter initiate and counter engage with a global, and then also I think Sino played like Rat and E set, which both of those gods are really annoying to play into. Mm-hmm. I think Cyclone played Cern both games, which obviously helps for objectives. You can CC front line and ult front line. 
Um, so their their comps and this their style of play just works really well for them right now. Um, it's also really good in the meta as well. Yep. Um, okay, two more teams that I want to talk about. Uh, number one, the Gilded Gladiators. Um, they get 2-0'd by Hex Mambo. Uh, we talked a little bit about Snoopy's E-Shell pick. Um, mm-hmm. I, the game one, Gladiators just got stomped. Uh, game one was a Bobby diff. Game two was a draft diff. Yeah, I uh, have to say still that I think Bobby did, uh, like, obviously game one, he basically sprinted it. Game two, I think, was they were, like, 80-plus percent to win. They were up by a lot. They come they come out of a fight, um, and they start walking towards Gold Fury. I think it was, like, 20 minutes in. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the freest gold on Earth. Uh, Hawk had stay- way overstayed to capture Beacon. He was, like, 20% health. Um, and instead of going around the objective... Uh, Bobby starts a fight with Maui by hooking Johnny uh, by green. And you can just see in the body language of the whole team, like they're, they're grouping around gold and then they all start to move that way. And Mm -hmm. they, they kill a few people, but it gets Johnny like a triple or something like that. And he goes from out of the game to in the game. Uh, I think he gets like a triple or quad. They get left Phoenix off of it. And then they get to set up on fire, and then that's when Johnny Penta kills them. Um, yep. And I'm pretty sure if the Gladiators had just done gold instead of looking to fight in that moment, uh, that they are, like, over 75% to win the game. Um, but a really, a really bad decision to fight there. Uh, it's a shame because I think Bobby has generally had a, a, a pretty solid year so far. Um, but... This set was really rough. Oh my god, this is exactly what I needed, Barra. Thank you. Little Hamlet, little You're Hamlet welcome. cam. Um, look at that little guy. Uh, but yeah, particularly bad set um, for him. I thought Scary had a pretty rough set. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're the Gladiators at this point, um, in my opinion, uh, you either are making some amount of change happen to your roster or you are accepting that you aren't competing for uh, a championship, which is not um, an evil thing, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. that isn't a crime, but if you, if the goal is to win worlds, um, I don't think it is a reasonable expectation that you will be able to improve as a roster uh, to the level that is necessary from this position, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's also hard as a team to go back over those games and talk about it. Cause like game one, it's like, Oh, well, I mean, we just got so far behind in duo. I remember Stu being like five levels down, like nine to 14. Yep. Can't play. Um, and that, like that game is just not worth talking about if you're a team, like it's just, nope. okay. Our Sylvanas got so far behind. They were, Disco, Hachi, Maui, like, we just died in lane, that's cooked, and I'm Rama from behind. Mm-hmm. And then game two, it's like, okay, well, if we just don't take that team fight around gold, and, like, we just play more cohesively. But then it's also, it's like, we picked that many gods that just 
die to Kali, and then they picked Kali, and then we have to play team fights so perfectly. We have to keep the Kali under control, and it's like who can actually realistically do that? Like a Shiva, an Erlong, a Marty, like an Ishel, like none of them can actually stop Kali from like coming into the team fight yep. in a good way. So then that game feels like one of those games where you play against a healer, you make one mistake, and the game is completely blown out. Yep. And those kind of games just feel so bad to genuinely like talk about and just dissect as a team because you're like what's even the point um it's like obviously it's like okay bobby obviously knows that starting a team like that is just bad so there's no reason to like talk about it like that right yeah exactly exactly um i do think they made so I think someone made a tweet about like not practicing or something. Oh yeah, Bobby did say yeah something about that. I don't know what the deal is with that, um, but yeah, uh, they should do something, um, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, if if that's the goal. Um, okay, and then last but not least, uh, the Elder Towns. Um, they uh, they advance into the final four. Um, they. Uh, we'll play against the Sticks Ferrymen on Saturday. Um, this team just continues to improve and impress. Uh, I thought I'm gonna say a sen- I'm gonna say a sentence I never thought I'd say, which is that I thought Benny had the best build of any mage player that I saw this weekend. Um, I cannot understand why so many mid laners were still going double flat pen. Uh, I feel like it does nothing. Um, mm-hmm. It your build just need you need to be able to deal with these tanks that are on you. Uh, I think E staff is so insane right now. Yeah, everybody loves E staff right now. I think I think you need E staff if you want to be doing the maximum damage to tanks, which is always what I want to build for as a as a backliner is maximum tank damage. Um, I think you need Reaver. Uh, and and in my opinion, if you have less than 30% pen on some gods is excusable. If you've got 20, uh, you should get reported, um, in a comp game, (laughs) in my opinion. Uh, so if we're, but 40 is preferable. So if you need 40, uh, uh, and you want staff and you want Reaver, that means you cannot go double flat pen. Uh, it's just mathematically never going to work. Um, and Benny's build of the, um, I think he rushed coin a lot of the time. I think it was coin mm-hmm. into Deso, into, um, I think he was going Obshard third some t- on at least some gods. Uh, I think on Raw he was going Obshard third. If I, I want to say, um, I'm trying to find the right game to figure it out also i know i know that like apparently Deathwalker was memeing saying like everyone's like oh he's telling everyone that raw is op and i remember hearing that and being like yeah raw probably is really good in this meta like mm-hmm. i don't know why it was really like, hard to kill a meme yeah and he's got percent hp damage he's hard to kill um and he uses all of these items pretty well so yeah it was it was sans coin deso Staff, shard and he goes reaver sixth item perfect it's all of the items that you need um is your curve the smoothest in the world no uh but it's really good um if you're playing ranked this is the build i would go and if your god doesn't use this build 
pick a god that does. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Benny outside of builds was the saving grace of hounds against wargs. Yep. Uh, I think he made so many plays, which is why we ended up banning the raw because he was the only reason they were winning against wargs. Yes. And then we're like, okay, we can take raw out, and then unfortunately the rest of their team played a lot better against. <laughs> They did indeed. Which was very unfortunate. And I mean, I don't want to like harp on the bracket or anything, but the bracket did feel weird for us. Yes, um, I don't disagree. Just kind of like coming in cold. Um, yeah. I mean, it is a big advantage to watch the team play before us. I won't, I won't uh, doubt on that, but it would have been nice to uh, have a warm game before that. Or yeah. Like a different tournament uh, direction. I do um, agree. again not saying that's why we lost at all. Sure, uh, we just did not play well. Fair enough. Um, okay, there is a lot more I want to say, but I am fading fast here. I'm, apologies. So let's. Uh, we got to get towards the random question of the week. But before we do, we got to yeah, tell you I about something broiling. Oh, sorry. yeah. <laughs> Great. Here, here you go, bird dog. Here's an ad read for you. Barry feels so something sorry. boiling, and he doesn't want to ruin his nice shorts that he got from <laughs> Bird Dog. They, they make you look good. They've got stretch khaki shorts, bird dog that is, that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. How fast can you take them off if you have a bad lunch? That's what that's what Barra needs. Them, right? <laughs> that's, the, that's the selling point for him. Uh, they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, uh, but fit way better. Uh, they fit way better than regular sorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton that are difficult to get off in an emergency. Uh, Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so that you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They also use anti... Oh, here you go, Barry. Anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. So when your tummy's a grumbling uh, uh -huh. and you're getting the sweats, you can still keep cool and dry all night long. Uh, this is yeah, probably not is. the ad read they want, but uh, this is the ad read. <laughs> that's exactly what I need. Yeah, it's exactly what Barra needs, and that's the and that's the big thing. So if this sounds good to you, and I know it sounds good to Barra, go to birddogs.com/pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com/pool, P-O-O-L for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you, unless. It's an emergency, um, in which case you will need to. Um, yeah, i got five minutes till we hit that. Exactly. So real quick, random questions of the week. Um, what's the date? Okay, yeah, these are uh, these are some current ones. Um, Percy wants to know one item or god state you choose to have back no matter how unhealthy for the game it would be, like Season 3 Gold Blade, Old Rod, etc. Uh, Zeus Stun. That's mine. Uh... Let's see. Probably Kin size with lifesteal. Ooh. I thought it was going to be Soul with Fatalis or Jingwei with Fatalis. Uh, but no, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I don't think I would want to play against those. That's the problem. Ah, yes, that's fair. Uh, Hero says they were recently sucked into the D4 grind, Diablo 4 grind, excuse me, um, and finally took a good hefty break from it to the point where they forgot to ask a question yesterday. Uh... But luckily, they're burnt down on them now, which is good, because Hero always has great questions. What video game and or other activity in the past or present time 
got you by the neck in a death grip to the point where it was arguably controlling your life in a negative way, Smite doesn't count. I've gotten addicted uh, to so many games, dude. So many. Oh, uh, Dungeon Defenders. Um, I was in college, and I was playing Dungeon Defenders for 16 hours straight. Oh. And um, th this wasn't during classes, by the way. It was on, like winter break and i was literally pushing my sleep schedule all the way around the clock um, yeah because back then i could do that uh right now that's not how it works a young lad. um and outside of that i don't really remember anything affecting me in like a negative way because i feel like i'm pretty good about controlling when i get addicted to games Oh, that makes um, one of us. Uh, I can think of many times where I have not done things that I should be doing uh, in order to play a game that I really want to play or, you know, do other activities like that. Um, remember the first time I played a Civ game? It was Civ 4. Oh, no. uh, I downloaded it at night, and then I saw the sunrise before I knew that that was going to happen. Um, and I had to work the next day. That was that was an oh, oopsie. No. Um I recently played a game called Wild Frost, I think. Wild Frost? Is that what it's called? Wild Frost? Wild Heart? I think I remember you talking about this game. Yeah. I was really addicted to it a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, Wild Frost. It's a lot like, uh, it's a lot like Slay the Spire, um, which is obviously a great game. I think I put, uh, in the first 72 hours I had Wild Frost, I think I put, like, 20 hours on it. Um, Jeez. Couldn't put it down. So those are two. Uh, that's one from recent memory there. Uh, and then last but not least, Bataz, uh, what is one anime you recommend to people when you try to get them into watching anime? Uh, Barry, you're not an anime guy, are you? Have you watched any anime? i watched a lot of anime. Oh, really? Um, I, I'm not the kind of guy that doesn't watch the big anime. Um, I'll kind of just watch whatever animes are on Crunchyroll or... R.I.P. Funimation. I mm -hmm. think they combined at this point. Um, anything that had like really good reviews, mm. um, and I would just go like section by section and just kind of watch whatever has good reviews. Um, but if you're getting into anime, uh, I would say Demon Slayer. Yep. Um, outside of one character, I can't remember his name, but he's really annoying on Zenitsu. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember if it's a sub or dub, but he is like unwatchable on one of those. Uh, cause he is just so annoying. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if people would want to watch my hero if they're getting into anime cause sometimes it's a little so, too anime. -y. Yeah. I think that one's too slow at the beginning in particular. Yeah. Uh, one punch man is probably really good. Um, it's just comic relief. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember the soccer anime right now. It's blue, blue lock something. Blue yeah, lock that and one's bangs. Really good. It's so good. Um, there was one that was like Might and Magic or Knights and Magic or something, and that one was really good. It only had one season. Um, and then How to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, I think that one's really good too. Mm, I haven't seen that. Um, it's funny. Uh, I, th I think that would be it for me if I'm recommending animes. I think it depends on the type of person because if it's True, a person who yeah. is aware of what anime is and is like oh anime is stupid um that changes what 
I would recommend. Um, I mean, Attack on Titan is kind of a free one as one that is more serious uh, and very mm-hmm. exciting. Um, I think Attack on Titan's a really good one. Uh, the only anime I've ever gotten my wife to watch, and that, but she really liked, was Ranking of Kings. Um, highly recommend that one for someone who has never really enjoyed anime. It's a very different art style, um, but one that's really charming and really really great character story all that kind of stuff ranking of kings uh 10 out of 10 would highly recommend um and then i would also say vinland saga um is a good oh that's really good uh is a good anime for someone's first anime because again it, it it is a little bit more i think that the demon slayer is great and is obviously visually incredible um but there are parts of a lot of anime and demon slayer is certainly guilty of it of the you know the tropes and the um Mm -hmm. they don't uh a big reason why my wife doesn't love anime is that she um isn't a fan of the you know portrayal of a lot of women in anime which i think is a very fair criticism um and for people just starting out, I think that can be a really big uh, deterrent. Um, so a lot of the, and a lot of the popular anime do fall into that type of pitfall. Um, so Ranking of Kings, Attack on Titan, and Vinland Saga are three that do not. Um, two of those being incredibly violent. One, uh, Ranking of Kings is is violent, but on a, you know, acceptable level, I would say. Um, so those would be my uh, three. I think I would also throw in, like, Mob Psycho in there and Haikyuu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think both those are really good, too. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are good calls for sure. Um, okay, that's going to do it for us. Excited to watch Masters this weekend. Apologies for the shorter episode. Bear and I are struggling um, over here. I'll be running out of here. So yes. Probably no post-pod because I don't know how long I'm going to be. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's fine. I think we're, we're – I was just going to post in there that we're calling that anyways. Um, all right. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next week prediction stuff watch it read listen to it read it uh oakley.com birddog.com slash uh pool barra you know what to do bye love you guys nice okay let's get it we we gotta live we gotta live bye 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 i gotta poop bye i love you bye it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.